Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 205. We are excited to talk to you today about one of our favorite subjects, bonding with your kids. And specifically, we get to talk about newborns and bonding with them and, and how we, how we, what we would tell our younger selves about bonding. All right, so let's get started talking about the how and the why of bonding with your kids. Hello and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Okay, everybody, like we talked to, we told you in the intro, we are going to talk about how to get addicted today. <laughs> uh, no, we're designed to become addicted to our offspring. And so today we're going to be sharing all the why and how to do that. Yeah. And if you need to become addicts to babies, then clearly you are in the right place because the ladies that had all the kids are the ones to tell you. And, you know, we say that kind of tongue in cheek, um, but it, there is something to be said about just how much biological draw there is to a baby. And uh, it's actually kind of funny, a little story about before we started having kids was um, my husband and I got married and we thought we would wait about a year or so, just kind of settle into married life and um, before we decided to have a family or start or tr start trying. Um, about four months into our marriage, though, my husband's like, I really feel like we should just start trying now. I'm like, wait, you just, that wasn't the plan. You know, I was kind of like, because what was funny is since the day we were married, I just kept saying, when are we going to have a baby? When are you going to give me a baby? When are you going to let me have a baby? Because babies, you know, who doesn't love babies? There are some people that yeah. don't love babies. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just, you know, for the most part, I feel like there's just this real biological urge. Anyway, point being, when he finally said, okay, I think I'm ready. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's a lot more involved for me. So let me have five minutes here to wrap my head around all this. Um, and had I known just exactly what would have been entailed, what would have uh, that 18 years of 16 years of having babies back to back to back would have entailed. I might've thought a little bit longer, but, um, here we are today and we, we love our babies. So we're going to talk about, about why we do and why that's important. Yeah. My husband has some sort of joke about, um, something about us having babies is like the chicken and the pig, um, committing to have breakfast together, deciding to have breakfast together where he says he's like the chicken because they make a commitment, but the they make a contribution, but the pig has to be committed. <laughs> yeah, for their for sure. ham and egg omelet. Yeah, exactly. Um, all in. We're going all in. Oh, those yeah. those guys are like, sure, I'll hang out for a little bit. <laughs> if you get a good one, though, they help with the feeding and the you know rocking and all the things. So make sure you yeah. get a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk about the why and how of bonding with our babies. And this is something that um, we're doing this as one of our What I Tell a Younger Me episodes. And really we talk to our younger self, that younger mom that like has babies hanging all over her. <laughs> and we would just um, want to talk about the why and the how of bonding with our babies. Um, this is something we think our younger selves need to hear, especially on those days when she's got those babies hanging all over her. She hasn't had a shower yet. She's overwhelmed. She's touched out. She just wants five minutes. 
and um, we just want to give her a little hug and a little encouragement and explain why her life is the way it is right now. Yeah, but even if you are out of the baby stage or don't have plans for another baby, there's going to be a lot of great stuff for bonding with older kids as well. So keep listening. Okay, so there is a huge list of why bonding with your child is important. And guaranteed, there's nobody out there listening that's thinking, meh, I could or couldn't bond with my kid. No, we all want a strong bond. And sometimes it comes very immediately after birth, you see that baby and you're just in love right away. And sometimes it doesn't. And that's okay. Again, there's nothing wrong with you, but there are ways to develop this and um, and make this bond thrive. So a handful of reasons we're going to share here. Number one, it keeps baby alive, literally. Babies that don't have physical attachment and don't have someone to bond with are fail- end up being failure to thrive, sometimes even die. You guys, we have collected a huge list of reasons why bonding is important um, at all stages, but especially those younger babies. Uh, and so we're going to share them with you today. You're not going to believe them. Yeah. So um, we want to start with physical, like how, why the physical bond is important um, for, for babies. So they have better development. Premature babies who were stroked when they were in the NICU gained nearly 50% more weight than babies that were not stroked while they were in NICU. Isn't that crazy? Just by this way being touched. Mm-hmm. But it also present, prevents disease and it boosts immunity. Guys, I was reading this article and I didn't even like link it in prep for, this show, for the show notes here, but it was like breaking down by at the gene level how you, the immune system is changed and built by just bonding with with the mother when the baby bonds with the mother. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. We love to just pat ourselves on the back when science figures out, oh, look at this amazing stuff. But if we just kind of follow mother nature, like a baby is not designed to be left alone on the ground, right? They can't hold their heads up. They can't hold themselves up. They're designed to be held like basically nonstop because they can't do anything for themselves. And yet we've become so clever with our bouncy chairs and our swings and our all the things to figure out a way to get the kid off of us. But in reality, there is science behind why the holding is so important. So it doesn't mean you can't ever put your baby down. I'm just saying it, it pays to really pay attention to how, how nature develop, design things, right? Yeah. If your instincts are telling you to hold the baby, hold the baby. Good yeah. grief. Don't listen to your mother-in-law who says, oh, I'm going to get to, you know, whatever. <laughs> Tune that one out. Okay. So mental benefits, lots of those as well. This bonding, physical bonding with a caregiver releases hormones and chemicals like oxytocin, the one that's div- that is released during childbirth, in the brain. And these hormones spur rapid brain growth, helps them develop much more quickly. And, you know, babies and toddlers develop way faster in those early years of life than ever any other phase, right? It actually enhances their IQ. It affects their personality and um, leans itself towards better cognitive functioning across the board. Just all the things, basically. <laughs> uh, almost like they were designed to uh, be, be held. Almost. Their mother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then on the social um, spectrum, like you said, um, being bonded to the mother is designed to keep the baby alive. We're like designed to be addicted to our offspring and so that they can stay alive. Mm. Um, but they have superior social development and it also affects all future relationships. So that is kind of crazy. The attachment bond to the, to the mother specifically, but, but to the parents affects all future relationships. Kind of crazy. 
You know, I don't know that there is another animal on earth that requires as much care for as long as a human baby. Um, And I think there's a reason for that. And I don't think the reason is only for the baby either. I think there's a lot to be taught for us and 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 the bond that we create on our our half of things um, in holding and nurturing and feeding that baby for so long, right? A long, long time. So um, some later in life uh, benefits that we can touch on are also physical, positive behavior, um, better physical health, again, more, better immunity. That lasts longer than just the baby years. Yeah. That was pretty crazy to read the science on that one. I was like, whoa, (laughs) babies who um, had the better, stronger attachment to their parents were healthier later in life. I was like, wow, bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Give your kids a good head start on life for their whole life. Mm -hmm. Okay. um, Some mental long-term benefits later in life. Um, Our long-term mental health is affected by that attachment with the parent, the strength or the weakness of that. And you can like maybe think of somebody you know who – didn't have an attachment to their parent or their mother and how maybe it's had an effect on them. Um, Later in life, they are totally higher on the scale of independence and self-confidence. And then there's those choices that they make, like those um, mental health, emotional um, choices that they make that are um, better in life. So interesting. Um, As well, social lasts longer as well. Um, Healthier relationships for kids long-term, not just as toddlers, and longer-lasting relationships. So the relationships tend to be healthier and last longer, um, especially the serious ones, you know, if they have that that really strong bond with a parent. So fascinating. I know. Isn't that all crazy? So that's all the, um, the why, why bonding is important. If you want to research it farther, please do. It's kind of crazy. Um, we want to talk about ways to bond with your baby. So if you're feeling like if you're This is the most helpful when you're pregnant before you've had a baby, you know, to be thinking about these things. And um, kind of it's going to be a lot of what your instincts are telling you to do already. But um, if this is also useful, if you already have a baby that you're like, maybe you've had, you know, a terrible birth and you didn't get that first moments of, you know, whatever that you wished, or maybe the bond isn't like you had hoped it would be. So these are things that you can use even later after the, you know, after the moments of birth. Okay. So ways to bond. You, it uses all the senses because think about it. Babies um, are not, they don't have language and commute to communication. So they use all their senses to communicate. So that is definitely use one or more or all of the senses. And of course, like I said earlier is better, but it's never too late. Um, what one, one, um, I forget it was a, if it was a child psychologist or a medical doctor was saying that you need to nourish all their senses when working yeah. on bonding. Yeah, that's so fascinating. We have them all for a reason, right? It all um, stimulates the brain and and other aspects of our health. My, I remember my mom mentioning recently that when she would take her kids on outings growing up, so to the zoo or on vacation or something out of the ordinary where there was a lot of extra stimulus, that the her kids would always, especially the younger ones that were going through all the developmental milestones, would have a ton of new milestones hit right after vacation. Mm-hmm. And she thought that was so interesting when she brought it up to the doctor. He was like, well, yeah, they're just getting so much more stimulus than usual. And it's things that are new and um, unanticipated. It's not the same house and the same people, new faces, new smells, new sights. And all of a sudden, their brain's like firing like crazy, making these new connections. I thought that was pretty fascinating. 
Okay, so touch is the first one we're going to talk about. That's the first one that kind of comes to mind when we talk about uh, physical bonding, especially with a baby, because you have to pick them up and touch them to have a connection with them. Um, with babies, it's easy, right? You just hold them, which they need to be held anyway. Breastfeeding, skin to skin, we've talked about that. Most people get that right after birth um, or like understand that, and so they, they give that to their babies, but not often after that. Uh, baby wearing is huge. Pl bonus makes life a whole lot easier when you're trying to do dinner and the baby needs you, right? Even just bathing them, bath time with your hands on them and washing them and caressing them, rubbing their head, anything you want to do. Hugs. Who doesn't love hugs? Do all of the touching. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, <clears throat> moms, we kind of have it easy because we get that skin to skin contact when we're breastfeeding. And then if we do co-sleeping with babies and all that, um, that gets us a lot of touch. But dads, you know, like they can have the opportunity when they're bathing the baby and just, you know, seek out the skin to skin contact um, for for to work on the, the father child bond as well. Um, sight is another one that eye to eye contact with a baby. Oh, hey, you know what? I was going to say we have episodes. I You might pick up that Bonnie and I are pretty um, how important that we think bonding is with babies so far because We've done episodes about breastfeeding. We've done episodes about baby wearing. We've got a lot of episodes that you can like go dig in on these a lot deeper. Okay, so sight. Um, it's eye-to-eye -eye contact with the baby. They say that a newborn's vision is 20-20 at about 18 inches, which is about the distance from the mother's at the to breast. the mother's face from yeah. yeah, at the breast. Yeah. Pretty fascinating. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like they're designed to have that be a way that they bond that eye-to-eye -eye contact. Um, when, you know, mimic the baby's movements, that is something that somehow bonds, causes, you know, bonds to them. And then um, when they get a little bit older and you do, you know, how mothers, all of us mothers, we play those games with our babies designed to get them to smile. Well, it's a reward loop thing for us and for the baby. So when they smile, then we do it again. The smile is a reward for us. The doing it again is a reward for them. It's just like these psychological um reinforcements of that whole bonding game that we play and we don't even know that we're building our bond with our baby when we're when we're doing that and playing with them we don't even know we're just being monkeys <laughs> going back and forth because baby seeing baby smile that does something biologically to us we're like ah, she smiled so exciting and then we want to do it again and they want to do it again it's so fun fascinating yeah, we um, turn into like complete fools just to oh, make yeah. the baby smile. Do, yeah, standing on our yeah. head and doing the stupidest yeah. thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. We posted on, you know, we posted on social media, and we're like, "Oh, uh, I sound kind of silly, but look at my baby's cute <laughs> smile." And, and nobody, nobody responds. Oh, you sound silly. They all respond like, "Oh, cute smile, right?" Exactly. My husband and I always joke. What if we lived in a world where adults talk to each other like we talk to babies? <gasps> hey there, buddy. How's it going? Like all up in their face. <laughs> ridiculous but we make fools of ourselves just to get those babies to react because there's something in our brain that says ding 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 that's a reward and then the baby is then uh bonding to us and developing themselves so fascinating yeah you know it hasn't um the studio c group taken that kind of to the to the ultimate of humor where they they have you know like the kid snippets one where they do that oh yes <laughs> Oh, kids are so fun. Okay. The next one is smell. Who doesn't love a baby smell? I do. I mean, unless they have poopy pants, obviously, but babies, you guys, babies literally emit pheromones. Seriously. And the moms can identify the baby by smell. They've proven this scientifically. If that's not bizarre, 
Isn't that crazy? After only the first 10 minutes of life, they can pick out their baby by smell. Like that is just magic. And then obviously the, the baby as well can identify their mother and their mother's milk by smell and calm down just when the smell hits them, not even necessarily drinking the milk yet, just when they smell it coming close. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen videos of a newborn baby where it's put, it's after birth put up on its mother's stomach and it actually crawls and moves yes. and gets its way up to the milk because it can. You live. guys, it's unbelievable if you haven't seen it. Go Google it. The videos are out there. They are basically just placed on mom, skin to skin, and the baby is able to make their way to the nipple to nurse. It's crazy, but science, man, you can't make it up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so I was reading this study and it said that 90% of moms can identify their baby out of a whole pack of babies. I mean, like where'd they get a whole pack of babies? But anyway, after only 10 minutes and a hundred percent after one hour can find their baby by smell. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it wasn't like one mom that failed. And you, know, you think that <laughs> you think that, you know, like a baby smells like a baby. Nope. Smells like your baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. All right. Let's talk about sound. The sound of a mom's voice to the baby and the sound of the baby's cry to the mom. Um, those are something that is so – it does something for the bonding. So, you know, even in utero, the baby is hearing that voice. We're not hearing our baby's voice, but when, it, when we're expecting – um, often my husband used to like to put his, like, lay his throat over my belly and like <laughs> sing or talk to the baby because he'd be like, it gets to hear you all the time, but it needs to learn me too. <laughs> That's cute. But yeah, another thing that can be done is to mimic the baby's little noises or sounds mm-hmm. that they make. Like we kind of almost automatically do that, but that is another bonding thing, that tool. <clears throat> I grew up the kid of a speech therapist. And what's fascinating is a lot of these vocal things that we do with our babies naturally is what helps speech to develop. So if a baby is delayed, a lot of the things that they tell you to do are things that are just kind of common knowledge or or common sense, like uh, narrate what you're doing all day long, uh, repeat the sounds they're doing, repeat what you're trying to say over and over and over. It's uh, pretty fascinating how we just kind of know what's going to help them and we just do more of the same, you know? And who, who hasn't been able to pick their baby's cry out of a lineup too? You know, a bunch of babies are crying. You're like, Nope, that's mine. <laughs> yeah, and you not only know the cry, but you know what the cry means. Oh, dirty diaper. Yes, yes. Or they're like, mad because uh-huh. they're, you know, hungry. Oh, you know somebody, what that Yeah, is. somebody just mm-hmm. took a toy from my baby. I'll go get her yeah. now. <laughs> Versus being hurt or hungry. Yeah, totally, totally. Okay, the next one is vestibular. And if you guys remember us talking about uh, different ways of learning, then this is the movement, right? So swinging your baby back and forth, wearing your baby. So because your baby was in utero for a long time, they are used to your movements, not just your sounds and your smell, but they're used to how you walk and how you move and how much you sit. And wearing that baby a lot, especially right after birth, is so beneficial to get them feeling comforted and like they are in the right spot because all of a sudden they just got taken from this beautiful warm environment and put on a bed somewhere to be close by mom is the next best thing to just staying in their belly forever, which none of us would want, right? But Hmm. um, anytime there's a fussy baby, I guarantee there is a movement that will soothe that baby. You just have to figure out what it is. Um, In fact, one time I made a video um, all about the different ways to calm a baby. And it's basically just different ways of swinging them and rocking them Mm -hmm. and patting them and walking with them because movement is so 
um, soothing and bonding. It connects them with you because they know that they're safe when they're moving around with you. Right, right. You know, there's something about how come a mom or a dad can can soothe and comfort the baby when nobody when nobody can. So you watch this, you know, and you're you're in a room. There's a party, and somebody's got a baby, and the baby's crying, and it's being passed from person to person to person to person. And then the parent takes it, and they know the exact movement. And the baby mm-hmm. knows, you know, that this is mom that's jiggling mm-hmm. me just the right way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the bond. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's benefits for the mom, too. We're talking about tons of benefits for the baby in their development, physical, mental, social. But the benefits for the mothers cannot be underestimated as well. There is a direct connection to less postpartum depression with the stronger as the bond goes up the postpartum mm-hmm. depression goes down and um that's that's pretty pretty amazing tool um so you know moms we know about those baby you know those baby blues in those days afterwards and we had a a very touching episode um early on with Kimberly Coffin um about postpartum depression and um Yes, we know it's out there. It happens. But we just want to submit to you that one way to maybe help yourself with that is to work with your bond with your baby. Mm-hmm. Um, better mental health for the mother as well. And then the mother, mothers actually self-report themselves as being more fulfilled the stronger they have mm-hmm. a bond with their child. So the benefits for moms too. Which makes sense. If you are feeling like this is your baby who needs you – um, that is a lot more fulfilling than thinking you're taking care of somebody else's baby that you don't yeah. haven't really bonded to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It gives you purpose in life. Like this is my purpose. Right. Right. And I have heard from some friends who have really struggled with postpartum depression that that is one of the, the, um, symptoms is being just really struggling to bond with their baby. They look at their baby and they don't have that immediate biological need to be with them and take care of them. Um, but as long as your baby is safe in your care, you are the best person to be taking care of that baby. And right. sometimes you just have to fake it until you make it. Pick them up, rock them, hug them, and it will come. It will come. Smell them. Yes, smell them. <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, so we're going to talk just a little bit about some of the benefits of being bonded to older kids. So obviously, the majority of this bonding happens in the early years. So if you were maybe not in the greatest of mental states when you had a baby or you didn't know these things or maybe your baby is adopted or any number of things could have happened to not create that really strong bond early on, it's not too late. There is so much that can be done and you basically just do a lot of the same things. I mean, obviously, if it's your six-year-old, you're not going to baby wear them. You might die. But two, you can give them piggyback rides. You can tickle them. You can cuddle with them. You can lay with them at night. Um, I know nobody wants kids in their bed or if they have a hard time sleeping, but you can sleep with them. That's okay. Um, any number of things that you think this child needs to, to connect with you better. And some of those benefits include ones we've talked about before, social connection, like being able to make, have relationships with other people, because what that bond does is it gives them that firm foundation. They know that even if they're rejected by a friend, they have a parent that loves them unconditionally and they come back. It's kind of like a tether, right? They've got this really strong tether and they can go out and they can make choices and they can see the world, but they always know that they're tied back to this really strong family bond that keeps them feeling safe. It is a lot, not as um, fun to bond with, say, a teenager <laughs> as as with a child, but, th- but we do it in different ways, right? Um, so 
you think of family game night or playing a game with people like that is mimicking a lot of these things that happen with babies like that. Um, well, it depends on the game really, but just the, you know, the spending the time together, the doing things together. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these things happen, you know, you, you, you spend time together and, um, sight, smell, sound, touch, you know, just like nourishing all of their senses as a baby. You could do that as, as an adult too. So, you know, you don't smell your, your teenager, but maybe you cook them a really you, good You meal. might not want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, not recommended. Especially, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, but maybe you cook them a really good meal or, you know, buy them a special lotion or something or, you know, something that um, nourishes their, their smell as well. Their sense of smell. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting when we think of our childhood homes, I bet you that we can connect those memories with all five senses, right? We have memories of what it looked like, of what it smelled like, um, what it sounded like, right? And so basically that's what we're doing for our children as they grow up is inside our homes, we are creating these memories for them to feel bonded to. And um, we do that through all different ways. And again, you might not be sniffing your teenager, but you can light a candle that reminds them of their favorite season, you know, fall or whatever. Um, you can connect with them through doing something they really enjoy doing. Uh, one, one of the greatest tips I was ever given for teenagers was pay attention when your kid wants to talk to you, even if it's something that you're not interested in, because then when you want to talk to them about something that you're interested in, they will listen, meaning they're a lot more likely to take, you know, correction and, and talk about anything you want to talk about. If you're listening to the umpteenth thing about Pokemon cards or whatever, you know, to just pay attention in, in very obvious ways. Right. So it, it does require a little bit more work. It's a lot easier to just hold my tiny newborn all day long and bond that way. Um, but just, just to be aware that there are just as many benefits for these older kids to continue working on that bond. Yeah, because the whole point of bonding is um, to, ha to have a connection for like through through life, right? To have, to have a family, a sense of self. We, uh, to have family as part of our sense of who we are. It, mm -hmm. it includes others. Humans are social, social creatures and we don't, like we're not designed to live by ourselves. And so then, you know, being bonded to your adult children, it looks completely different, but it's way worth it, right? Because then you get, then you got, get to start being bonded to the next generation, right? Like, so your kids start having kids and you get to bond to them and you get to be the kind of grandma that, you know, you always wanted or you wanted your kids to have or, you know, you had or whatever. And, and it just like, it just goes on. Like the bond is something special that carries carries every, you know, the whole, the whole family, the family unit, it adds identity. So there's so many benefits of bonding with, yes, the newborn, yes, the child, but then, you know, keep the bonds and the memories and the, the building relationships going. Yeah. Yeah. Just a final thought from me, you guys, going back to those baby years, if you were in the middle of that, this is just a quick reminder that you do need to take breaks because bonding is an all-consuming job, you know, to keep that baby with you and connect with them, nursing them and sleeping and, and taking care of them around the clock. Don't forget to take care of yourself. You guys know what big fans we are of self-care and making sure that you come first so that you have a cup to pour out of. But that's especially difficult when you have a tiny baby that needs you all the time. So 
bonding does not look like never, ever, ever leaving your baby. It doesn't mean that your baby can't sleep in a different room. It doesn't mean that you can't pass a bottle of milk to dad to feed the baby while you go out for a walk. Please take care of yourself first um, and then work on your bond with your baby so that you are um, mentally and emotionally available for your children. Right. Exactly. I mean, do it for your baby. You want to be the best version of you for your baby to be bonded to. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, She, does, that's she doesn't want to be benefit. bonded to a crazy person. Take care of you. <laughs> carry that baggage through life. <laughs> uh, no, I um I agree like bonding like what I would say to my younger self who's you know got kids draped all over her is like it's worth it. You're doing a really really good job and thanks for for like wanting to be bonded to your kids and for every effort that you make. You're doing a really good job. You're not perfect, no, obviously. No nobody is. But you're doing a really good job. And and even, you know, I'm saying this to everybody who's listening to this episode too. If you're wanting to be bonded to your kid, you're wanting a really, really honorable thing that's going to serve you and your child really, really well in life. And every, like, like we're not perfect, but, but to have a good intention, like being, having a good, strong bond with your kid. It's not like, there's no, there's no malice in that. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. You're, you're doing a really good job. And thanks. Thanks for doing that. Like somehow that would have just helped the younger me just to hear that. Hey, good job. Keep it up. You got this. I see you. It's tiring. I know, but you got this. Okay, guys, that's it for today's episode. We really, really wanted to thank you for listening to this episode. We hope there's something in it that helps you or helps you can help another with. Um, and we want to encourage you to go leave a review if you haven't already, because that helps other young moms who, any mom, any parent anywhere who's trying to bond with their kid, be able to find us and listen to this episode too. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. And we're outnumbered. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. I stuck those on the side and yes. we're going to go okay. through all those here. Yeah, you just Sorry. you just shout out and stop me anytime. I just... Well, I was shouting at you, but I was on mute, so it wasn't oh. helping. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I must have been talking about this. Okay, I'm just going to redo that line then. Okay, perfect. Okay, cool. All right.